begins with the theme which is discussed in many other places in the Torah as well. And that is the rewards that Hashem promises us for doing the mitzvahs. But there's still a difference between the sentiment expressed over here to other places in the Torah. The Pasuk says, If only you will listen to these commandments, and you're going to guard them and you're going to keep them. And what's the reward for that? In return, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will guard for you the promise and the chesed and the kindness that He promised you. That's an unusual term. Why doesn't the Torah say like it normally says Hashem will reward you? Why does it say the language Hashem will guard for you the reward? What's Hashem guarding it from? So, to answer this question, I'd like to first discuss a topic of tremendous uh, importance hashkafically, something which really discusses the very reason why Hashem created the world. And as we know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's purpose in creating the world was to do chesed, to be able to give people the goodness of Olam Abba. And we talk about the goodness that Hashem does by giving, and He gives not just in the future, but even now. Hashem gives us life, and Hashem gives us health, and Hashem gives us family. It's all part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tremendous chesed that He's always giving. But I want to talk about the second part of Hashem's giving too. And that is to talk about the chesed that Hashem does in taking from us. And what do I mean by the chesed Hashem does in taking? So the Ramchal asks a famous question. Being as the point of the world is to do chesed, and the real chesed, the greatest chesed that there is, is Adam Abba. So why didn't Hashem just bring us straight to Adam Abba? Why didn't Hashem just shower us with all the reward that He wanted to? Why first go through Adam Azah? Why first have to challenge people? And give them things to overcome in difficulties. In Olam Azeh before they get to Olam And the answer is well known. The Ramchal explains. Because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would just reward people. And give them more and more and more. And a person would only be able to receive. That wouldn't create a relationship. It would create a dependency. And instead of being able to appreciate what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give, a person would feel very indebted. He'd feel like a beggar that's been given handouts the whole time and he has no way of being able to repay them. And therefore, so that a person should be able to appreciate what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives them. Hashem created a system that in a way a person can deserve what is being given. Why? Because Hashem creates a framework for a person to be able to give as well. And that way a person feels it's true I'm getting from Hashem. And it's true there's no comparison between how much I'm receiving from Hashem and how much I'm able to repay Him. But nevertheless, there's something I can do. We can keep the mitzvahs, we can learn the Torah, we can obey Him and be faithful to Him. 
And in some way we feel that by doing that, so we're giving as well. And rather than having a situation where we're only receiving and we have no ability to repay, and we're going to feel like beggars by taking the whole time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a framework for us that we're also able to feel that we can do as well. We can give as well. And that's why Hashem gives us Leila Mazah, with its opportunities for us to obey Hashem, with its opportunities for us to be loyal to Hashem, with its opportunities for us to withstand temptation, and so Hashem we can, so to speak, do for Him as well. And in that, all the mitzvahs are really HaKadosh Baruch is giving us the opportunity to do something, as if, to, as if for us to feel that in some way we're repaying the chesed that he's done for us. And in that way, we feel that there's some kind of two-way relationship. It's not just that we're always receiving without any possibility to repay. And that's the chesed. That's the chesed that Hashem gives us that we shouldn't feel like beggars, we shouldn't feel that indebted. We should be able to feel that we can give too. You know, it's like in a relationship with people too. If you're in a position where you always have everything and you can give to somebody who has nothing, the person is going to be more and more embarrassed. More and more feel that it's, he's forced into the position where he has to take, but he hates it. Because he feels helpless. He feels inadequate. Whereas if you're going to allow that person to repay as well, to do something for you too, it's true you might be doing much more, but they're going to feel that at least there's some form of reciprocal relationship. You do for me, I can also do for you. As parents, we're always giving to our children, and they're helpless, and they start, and they have nothing of their own. And there's nothing that we need that they can give us. But a child is also a human being and also feels that need to want to repay. So they're going to offer what they can, whether it's a scribbled picture, whether it's a thank you note, whether it's something that they're going to make for us or do for us. And the wise parent knows, accept it graciously. Yes, you don't need it. And yes, it's something which has no real value to you. But if you're going to push it away and say, I don't need anything from you, don't give me anything, I don't want anything. So then you know, you're leaving your child feeling that there's nothing I can do to repay. Whereas if you're going to accept the offering or whatever it is that they want to give you, even if it's not necessary, even if it's not something you want or need, but it gives them the chance to feel I'm able to repay. It's a chesed. It's a chesed to them. And it's exactly the same chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does to us by giving us opportunities to try to repay him, even though there's nothing he really needs. The heavens and the heavens and the heavens are Hashem. There's nothing he needs. But nevertheless, he turns to us and asks us to do things for us to have the opportunity to try and repay the debt of gratitude we have. The person might have the tendency even not to want to accept something in return for what he's done, because that way the other person still feels indebted to him. And by being willing to accept something in, from the other person as an expression of their gratitude, it kind of equalizes what each side has done. But there we have the mitzvah of emulating Hashem, that just like He gave us opportunities in some way to express appreciation for the chesed He always does for us, and in some way pay back. It's not adequate, it's not, it doesn't even begin to cover what Hashem done for us. 
But in some way we feel we can do for him too. By listening to his mitzvahs, by keeping the Torah. And in that way, it creates a relationship. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us and we're able to give back something also. But that's just the first step. There's a deeper step here as well. And the deeper step here as well, we learn from a Midrash. Let's look at a Midrash in this week's passion. And the Midrash says, a marshal of a yasum, of an orphan, a child who was left without parents, was left no one in the world to look after them. And there was some kind-hearted individual, the Midrash tells us, that brought him into his house. And he gave him food, and he gave him drink. He gave him clothing. He gave him shelter. Not only that, he brought him up. He took care of all his needs. He taught him a profession. And then already as an adult who's been raised by this generous person, by this Balabai, is what the Midrash calls him. So he offers him a job. And the Yasim, the orphan who was once abandoned with nothing and now has a profession, is able to work for the Balabai. And the Midrash says, how does Yas Yasim think? He thinks, Whatever work I've done or am doing for the Balabayas, do I deserve to a salary for that? Would I think of asking him to pay me for what I do? It doesn't begin to cover all he's doing for me. The food that he's feeding me, the shelter he's giving me, the clothing he provided for me. Everything that I can do really doesn't begin to cover the debt that I have accrued of a gratitude that I have to this person. And the Midrash says that the Balabais, who really is a generous person, tells him. And he says, no. He says, everything that I've done for you, I'm not considering that connected the work you're doing for me. And the work you're doing for me, Don't worry. It's going to be rewarded. You're going to get paid for the work you do as well. I'm not just accepting your, what you do for me now as payment for all the years I've done for you? No, I'm going to reward you for what you've done as well. And that's a so much greater level. It's not just a question of being willing to accept thanks in payment in some way for every, all the generosity that we've given someone else. It's a step beyond that. And that is what they do in return makes us feel obligated to repay them. Imagine a teacher who spent a whole year teaching and developing and instructing and educating a child. And of course, the child who appreciates the teacher has a tremendous debt of a chorus And at the end of the year, the child buys a little gift with a thank you note. I appreciate everything you've done for me. Please take this as a token of my gratitude. So we understand the teacher would take it graciously. And let the child feel, I've given something back. Can you imagine if that teacher would now feel, wow, you've given me something, I now feel indebted to do more for you. Can you imagine a parent who does so much for a child? And the child, again, wants to thank them. Right, thank you, notes, does something to make them happy. Okay, so most parents will accept it, that this is, we deserve it. We've done so much for our child. Of course, they should express gratitude and be willing to graciously accept whatever they're doing as a way of saying thank you. 
But can you imagine the parent who's going to turn around to the child and say, you know, you've done something for me. I now owe you something in return. When you've done so much more. Yes, there's something that the person can do to pay back, but it doesn't begin to cover the debt of gratitude that they have. And yet, the Midrash says, the benefactor is going to say, after everything I've done for you, I don't consider what you're doing for me as something which I deserve. I I look at what you're doing for me as something which is being kept for you. Because you deserve more payments, more reward for what you do. And if you think about it, Rabbi Say, that's the premise that the whole Torah works on. Really, we should feel HaKadosh Baruch has done so much for us. As much as we could possibly do in return, we would never ever be able to repay the debt of gratitude that we have. The Gemara says in the Passover, you have to thank Hashem for every single breath we take, every single moment of our lives. And even if we would spend our life in the most exemplary, stellar fashion, so at least what we're doing is repaying a little bit of the fact that Hashem gave us that life. Can you imagine thinking that after what we do, as a minuscule amount of gratitude for Hashem's done for us, now we're going to have the chutzpah to come and say, Hashem, we're deserving reward for what we did. And yet, that's the premise the whole Torah works on. Whatever we do isn't just accepted as appreciation for the chesed Hashem's already done for us. It's much more than that. Whatever we do, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at it as something which He now needs to reward us for. As something which He feels obligated to repay us. Repay us? We are so deeply in debt already. Could we ever dream of asking for payment more? And that's how Hashem does. V'shamar Hashem If you're going to keep the mitzvahs, then that's the reward that you meant to get for keeping those mitzvahs is kept for you. It's guarded for you in Olam that's a tremendous second level. A second dimension of appreciating a Kaddish Baruch Hu's chesed. And that not just he is willing to accept our mitzvahs as gratitude for what he's already done, but he's going to feel obligated to give us even more because of that. That's the second level. But there's even a third level. A third level, I learned not from Mufarish or Sefer, but from a story which I was witness to. Let me start with the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Ulecha Hashem HaChesed. Ki ato tashalem le'ish kamaasir. Hashem is a chesed that you pay back people for their actions. And the Farshim asks the question, Why is that a chesed? Why isn't that a din? That a person does something, that Hashem pays it back. Why is that a chesed? And really what we've already said is enough to answer the question. Because whatever a person does is his Gratitude in response to Hashem for Hashem is done already for him. Like we said, a person definitely doesn't deserve to be paid back more than that. And yet Hashem is willing to give him reward. Hashem is willing to pay him back more. That's a chesed. That's a tremendous chesed. I don't have any questions on the pasuk, But nevertheless, there is a deeper pshat here as well. And I learned it from a story. A story which came as was involved in as a rav in Ramat 
I heard about a certain family where Leilenu, the lady fell into severe depression to the extent that she became dysfunctional. She couldn't run a home, she couldn't cook a Shabbos. So, I wanted to find out was the family, how was the family coping. So I heard, do they need help? So I inquired people who knew. They said, you should know, they're managing fine. The husband's a tzaddik. He takes off Fridays, he goes shopping, he cleans the house, he cooks, he sits at the Shabbos table, prepares everything, serves the food. Amazing. Baruch Hashem. There's a husband who can step in when his wife's not well, and he can take care of everything and maintain a functional home and run the family. It was very impressive. But then I heard something which was even more impressive. And I heard, imagine how this lady must feel. That she can see that she is not in a state of mind or ability to do anything, her husband's doing everything. How would you imagine a husband would feel in such a place? You take the credit, no? Look how much I'm doing to help my wife. Look how much I'm doing to run my family. Listen to this. Well, this particular husband said, I heard from people who were there. He said, after he spent the Friday cleaning the house, buying the food, preparing the meals, setting the table, making Shabbos. He sits down at the Shabbos table after Kiddush and turns to his wife and says, wow, thank you so much for making such a beautiful Shabbos. Thank you for everything that you did, that this is such a wonderful Sudan, such a fantastic Shabbos. And it's so genuine that she doesn't feel that she did nothing. And her husband is really doing everything. He makes it sound real enough that she really thinks she did something. And that's a tremendous level. It's one thing to thank a person for the chesed that they did to you. And that's important. And of course, for those of us who our wives do make Shabbos for us, of course we have to be grateful to them. But imagine something which you did. And you can still be grateful and express gratitude to somebody else as if they did it. That's a tremendous level. And then I was thinking about the story and I thought that's the pshat in the Pasuk. Because we said it's already a chesed that Hashem looks at what we did and says, I have to reward you for that. But if you look at the Pasuk closely, Rabbi said, the Pasuk says, Olecha Hashem ha-chesed ki t'shalem le'ish ke-ma'asehu. Hashem, it's a righteousness on your part. It's a chesed that you pay back a person like his actions. Not for his actions, like his actions. Because if you think about it, even the mitzvahs we do, how much are we really doing? How much was it completely up to us? And how much did it need HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help us in what we did? To give us the life, to give us the opportunity, to give us the money or the means to carry it out, to see how the that it's going to work and have the result it's meant to have. Even those mitzvahs that we have, how much are we really doing? And how much are we just maybe having making a decision and our Kaddish Baruch is bringing everything to fruition? You pay back a person as if it was his action. But it's not just that Hashem makes us help us do the mitzvah. It's that he feels he has to pay us back for that mitzvah. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing everything and then saying thank you to us as if we did it. And he owes us reward for that as well. That's a tremendous chesed. Ki t'shalem le'ish kama'asayim. Maybe 
changes our perspective on doing mitzvahs. We look at mitzvahs as obligations. Maybe we should change that perspective. They're not obligations. The first point we learned from the Ramchal. Mitzvahs are opportunities for us to say thank you to Hashem. Mitzvahs are opportunities for us to express gratitude. Because we're receiving so much. And if there was nothing we could do, we would feel so, so inferior. We feel so, so indebted. And we had nothing to repay. If Hashem would say, as you definitely could, I need nothing from you. I don't want you to do anything for me. There's nothing that you could possibly do which would please me. So how are we going to feel? If we take and we take and we take, and we have nowhere to express anything. Nowhere to repay. Mitzvahs are an opportunity. They're an opportunity to say, Kodesh Baruch You've given me the chance to pay you back. In a very, very small way, but it's something. After all you've done for me, I can do something for you. This, this week's Pasha talks about Birkus and Lost. And yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a full meal. Three courses with side dishes and drinks. And coffee at the end. And after all that, how are we going to repay? We're going to say, three minutes of Thank you, Hashem, for the food that you gave us. And now that's repaid Hashem for all that food? In some little way, yes, you've done something. We've expressed gratitude. That's the first point. It's an opportunity that we've been given to be able to feel we can give something back. Not nearly enough, but it's something. And there's a greater chest of Hashem on top of that. And that is not only does Hashem graciously accept our Birkas Amazon, as so to speak, compensation, payback for what He's given us for the food. And it's not just the food, the food had to grow. He had to water the ground, he had to cause the rain to fall, he had to cause the nutrients to supply the plant with whatever it needed to produce the fruit. All that. Akadosh Baruch accepts the Birkas Amazon as so to speak, reciprocation. And that should be enough. But no, Hashem says, not only that, you've benched, you've done a mitzvah, I feel indebted to you that I have to give you an for this. Hashem is going to keep that for you as a reward in the future. It's not enough that we've merely scratched the surface of what we are, Hashem. He's going to now feel that He has to give us more. And it's not just the second stage, that Hashem has to give us more for what we've done. But how much did we do? Even the mitzvahs we've done are mostly what Hashem helped us with. And even what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to help us do a mitzvah, He now feels that I have to pay you back for that mitzvah. And that's our Rabbah. Are we not going to feel, says the Ramchal, that we've been given something we don't deserve in Rabbah? He's going to say, what? Why shouldn't we deserve if we've done mitzvahs? And if we think about it, what a tremendous koyach that we have. We've done mitzvahs. That was not even adequate to pay back the chest Hashem did in advance for us. And even the mitzvahs we did, He helped us to. And for that, He's going to reward us and we're going to feel it's deserved. That's a tremendous chesed of Hashem. And with that, I want to finish with one last point in this week's parasha also. V'ato Yisrael. The Pesach says, What does Hashem want from you? And people normally look at the next five words and they say, Hashem wants you to fear Hashem. And I can't say that's wrong because that's the way the Mephashim learned the Pesach. 
But if you look at the whole two psukim, really you must, it's only the beginning of a phrase. Let's look at the two psukim together. What does Hashem want from you? Kim, Yeres Hashem Elekecha, Tefir Hashem, Rav Oisav, Elishma, Kom Mitzvah to love him, to keep his mitzvahs, Letoivlach. So because that's what's good for you. And I would read the Pasuk as the whole phrase together. Everything Hashem wants from you. It's not for him, it's Letoivlach. It's for you. And with that attitude to mitzvahs, that attitude to mitzvahs, it's for you. It's giving you the opportunity to say thank you. And more than that, it's giving you the opportunity that Hashem will reward you for the thank you that you said. That's what gives you Eilam Azel, what gives you Eilam Abba. That's what Hashem wants. What does He want from you? He doesn't need the mitzvahs. It's the opportunity He's giving you, not just to be able to express gratitude in this world, but also to give Him the opportunity, to, as it were, to express gratitude, to ask for the mitzvahs we're doing, and therefore enable us to get Eilam Abba.